Hello and welcome to Scott Rock. Where your hosts from Climb Scotland, Robert McKenzie and me, Cal McBain, catch up with climbers every two weeks who have different epic tales to tell us. We hope you enjoy the show. And remember, when you're out climbing, be safe and do your buddy checks. At Fat Old Climber. Well, you can't get more honest about yourself than that. No, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about today's guest on the show, the absolute gentleman that is Gordon Robb. You may not recognise Gordon's name, but you may recognise his Instagram handle at Fat Old Climber from being the big guy that is just on a mission. Uh, Gordon hasn't been climbing for all that long, really, around five years or so. Um, but his passion for climbing and the clarity that he has on what it gives him is really refreshing. Again, big thank you to GCC for letting us come in before they opened. Um, but yeah, here we go. We're going to get deep into the meaning of climbing with the big teddy bear that is Gordon Robb. Yeah, like I said, I didn't do any research. Um, all I've seen is your Instagram and... Uh, and that UKC article. Yeah, that was... Um, and like, I saw the Instagram, followed the Instagram, um, thought there's some really good stuff on there. And I saw the article, I was like, oh, that's that guy. Ah, oh, cool. All right. Um, and I started reading the article and was like, no, no, I can't, can't read this. I need to actually speak to this guy. Yeah, cool. Like, uh, I thought it's like, with, you know, the, just the Instagram handle, the stuff you're putting out there. Yeah. Um, and what I got from the first couple of paragraphs from that article is like, I, I really appreciate the kind of refreshing, like self-deprecating, humorous, uh, like realistic honesty that you're putting out there. You know, I really appreciate that. And especially in the social media world, that's kind of hard to come by sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, and I hadn't actually, I mean, that, that whole anti-social media yeah. kind of vibe wasn't even remotely on my radar until the UKC oh, really? um, uh, interview. Because how that happened is Natalie just sent me loads of questions. Yeah. Because at that, I mean, we were more in lockdown then. And she just sent me loads of questions and I just answered them. And I thought, I'll just answer them. And I'm, I'm pretty ver- verbose when I'm typing. So I thought, there's no way they'll use it all. Yeah. I said, just feel free to cut it off. And it wasn't until she said the question about this um, the, the, the everyone's Instagram being their, what's the phrase they use their, their highlight their highlight, the highlight reel, reel yeah. that, that I realised it had never been my intention but it is the case you yeah. know I mean I follow loads of climbers on uh, Instagram but it just began to get like a sea of perfect climbing and perfect people yeah. And, yeah. and I began to lose track of who it was I was looking at Um. So, but as I say, I, I didn't, I didn't think I know what I'll do. I'll show people what real climbing. It was never the drive, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, and the the funniest thing, the, the name for me was the funniest thing because I mean I I I'm old and I'm fat and you know and it's like I, <laughs> I have intentions to not be one of them. Yeah, you know I'll never I'm not getting any younger, but it was. We used we did um, we had uh, we through meetup. That's how I got into um, bouldering. 
uh, not not climbing, but bouldering. And every Wednesday at TCA, there was a a very very popular. I mean, like th- sometimes there was thirty of us yeah. in this meetup, and there was a, a girl that joined us from Germany, and I can't even remember her name, but um, she joined us from Germany once, and we were sitting having a coffee after the climb. And she just said to me in her kind of broken English, ah, I wish you could meet my dad. And I said, oh, what is that? Said, oh. And I was thinking, oh, that's sound, I, I, I'm going to get, I'm going to get big, yeah. big up, bigged up. Bigged up. Um, bigged up. Bigged up here. And, <laughs> and she said, yeah, because he's old and fat as well. And, and, <laughs> and, I, and I thought, I was kind of taken aback by it. Um, <laughs> and, but, and then she added, and would never think he could do this kind yeah. of thing. And I thought, the old and fat thing was almost definitely just blunt German humor, yeah, but yeah. also a kind of lost in translation thing. And, and I thought, that's hilarious. And it kind of, I had recently, like that week maybe, discovered, uh, what is it, what's his, I always get him confused, sleep, eat, sleep, climb, repeat. Yeah. Um, I'd only recently discovered him and thought, oh, this is this is something you don't see. And so I'd been following him and and I said, like, well, if, if he can do it, I can do it. And 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 then I'm from Springburn originally, Aye. so my sense of humour is fairly self-deprecating. I mean, I'm happy to... It's part of the Glasgow humour, isn't I'm, it? I'm happy to aim my sense of humour at other people, but... <laughs> um, so I thought, I know what, I'll, I'll just call myself the old fat climber. Yeah. So I thought that's fine. I just I had already it was on Instagram, so I set up a new uh, ID and typed Julie typed in old fat climber, and it was taken. But <laughs> 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 really, as someone who did, so uh, that's why I changed it to fat old climber. Brilliant. Um, but uh, and, and as I say, I had no no plan, no intention other than I, I have historically every now and then videoed climbing. Yeah. The main reason being, I read. I'm a big reader of, not a massive researcher, but I like to read stuff, and I've read often a, a technique for improvement is to video yourself. Yeah. I used to do it. With, I used to play golf, and I did the same with golf. So I, I have been in the habit of recording videos of me climbing. So I think when I set up the thing, I just posted loads of videos from the past. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I, I don't know. I just. Uh, I, I can't imagine it re- resonates with a lot of people that contact because a lot of people that contact me are young, fit, yeah, um, climb a lot, good climbers. So it's clearly not resonating with them. But um, but as I say, it, it it suddenly became for me because people started saying it. Yeah, it suddenly became that you know if I can get some old fat guy. To think, maybe I should try I, that. I could try that. I could yeah. try that. You know, because I'm, I'm not that fit. I mean, I used, to, I was running for a while, yeah. um, and I, you know, I, I, I have to be really careful when I come down off the wall and things like that. Despite Sundays <laughs> flying about the place, and <laughs> um, I think I actually saw that post. <laughs> but uh, I, I just, I don't know. I think there's. Loads of my friends, loads of people I work with, yeah. I talk about climbing, younger folk than me, fitter folk than me, 
would never even have thought about it. Yeah. And I still think there's, maybe not in, in your age group, but in my age group, there's still loads of people that don't believe that I don't know there is such a thing. Oh, no. You'd be amazed at how many people are like, you actually do that. That's a yeah. sport. That's a hobby you do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, so I was hoping by now um, it would be more with it being in the Olympics. Yeah. It would be more out there. But, yeah. Um, I think like the publicity around it being in the Olympics, the Olympics, the Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there hasn't been that much publicity within the climbing world. It's like, yes, this oh, is awesome, but yeah. outside the climbing world, no. it's not been there. And with the Olympics getting postponed this year, yeah. the rest of the world hasn't seen it. But so we've just got, we've been put back a year, I think. Definitely. But if, I mean, I remember the last Olympics, uh, I, I don't really watch, I'm not that into sport, but I remember last year after the Olympics, there was a massive increase in hockey yeah. play. And it was because Britain did so well in the hockey. And you know, and I always remember, I, I, I used to ride horses, and I always remember when um, the question sports were added, and again, it was the same. People called dressage horse dancing. Yeah. But, um, it's just people that have no one, people that are obsessed with Olympics kind of watch everything. Yeah. And yeah. The, I, I can't remember what they call the sport that's new. Is, is, it, is, it, is it? They call it something, um, is it the exhibition sport or something? There's always a sport that's added. Sports. It's I not exhibition, that, yeah. but it's something that, that says this is new. Yeah. So loads of people watch it. And the thing I find about climbing is with a possible exception of speed climbing, which I have my views on. <laughs> it, when you start watching it, you do get hooked. Yeah. Um, and I know loads of people who don't climb who I'll say, oh, should watch this. And the, like the, the excitement of watching a, a tight world championship bouldering competition is just, you don't have to be a climber. To appreciate, to appreciate that. it. Yeah. yeah. I think like it's definitely changed in the last five or 10 years. I remember, because I used to compete oh, yeah. uh, way back in the day. Uh, and I remember watching it back then was just the most dull thing ever, mm. especially at the lead competitions. It t- took so long. Oh, the yeah. routes were, you know, the routes were awesome. Like, the quality of the routes, you know, I think was the same, but they were all tiny little crimps and everything. You couldn't get a proper appreciation for what was going on up yes. there. Whereas yeah. now, you know, with big colourful volumes, big yeah. dynamic moves. Um, and I guess filming technology as well. Yeah, so it's yeah. just made it that little bit more palatable. Yeah, for for I think everybody, I think yeah. even climbers are, are appreciating the, the the filming a little bit more and mm. you know watching online. So yeah, I think like come next year once the Olympics actually happens, mm. fingers crossed, and uh, climbing actually gets its moment in the in the mainstream media. Um, I think it will make a huge difference because yeah. I think one of the problems we we have not so much in Scotland but certainly in Glasgow is there's not enough competition. Yeah, I mean you have here and you have TCA, and and. And, and it's pretty much. I'm, I'm not saying that they that they do this, but they they can't because they have the the monopoly. If you if you find it's busy in one place, you, you don't have the choice. Yeah. And I think one of the things that will happen is it will get more mainstream and more entrepreneurial idiots will think you know what we should do we should open, open up climate a climate gym. gym. Yeah. And and I think part I mean I'll probably piss off a lot of people by saying this. I think <laughs> one of the things that climbing world suffers from is the, the the gyms are typically passion projects yeah you know yeah. They're, they're owned and run by climbers by climbers for climbers for climbers yeah. you know and the thing is I, I find things like that 
this is a total aside. That is quite all right. Vegan restaurants are the same. Okay. You know, I've been to one or two. I'm not vegan, but I know vegans. And vegan restaurants typically are owned and run by vegans. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like you've got this person who, it doesn't matter what they were doing professionally, but they think, oh, you know what would be good? And it's 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 not like they have no business sense or no commercial sense, yeah. but it's quite, frequently you think, well, what are you doing that for? Yeah. You know, and I just think if, if I think if there were businesses like business owners or, or entrepreneurial people who opened a gym for for that reason and employed climbers. Yeah. I think something about it, I think, might be different. But, I think it would be really different because, like, like you said, every climbing wall has been opened by climbers mm. and they've all got the idea, I think every single one has had the idea of, I'm going to open a climbing wall for climbers and it'll be the best climbing wall for yeah. my mates and for me and yeah. like, it'll be the climbers climbing gym. But every wall lives and dies by its birthday parties. Hmm. They all live and die by their group sessions. Hmm. Memberships don't make a climbing wall money. No. No. Um, so the idea that you can totally finance a climbing wall on just climbers is yeah. fairyland. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I think, like, if a you know if a businessman came into it and thought I'm going to open a climbing gym, what makes money? Groups. The climbing wall scene would be very, very, very different. Yeah. You, know? you wouldn't have. Hell, you wouldn't have like as many crazy shapes of hold because no. birthday party kids don't care what the shape of no, hold is. No. You know, they just care about yeah, getting high true. up the wall and yeah. swinging about. Yeah. You know? I, I think it was. I mean, for me, I, had, I not really thought about what the climbing would be like. Yeah. But the experience you have when you come in, I think, would be different. Would be different. Yeah. You know, and it's it's there's always. And I've been to, I haven't been to loads. I've only been to probably half a dozen different climbing centres in the UK, and they always strike me as the the same. You know, here is different. Um, in that, I always remember, one of the things I always remember about here was how good the cafe was. Yeah, and it's because they had a chef. Yeah, you know they didn't have Definitely. a cli- they didn't have a climber who was cooking. Didn't, didn't yeah, I mean? it wasn't a climber just throwing a toasty in the machine. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and no disrespect to places that that's what it is, but. It's one of the things that I consistently hear about this place. Yeah, is oh, cafe's great. Yeah, you know they, they've they, they've just changed the name. The Flavor Bomb Kitchen. Oh, no, right, it's just right. it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I used to work here. Uh, I was six six years, six seven years something yeah. working here. Um, and you know you root set all the morning. You do a five hour root setting shift, and then you go up and you used to get like uh, you know amazing dishes. And you're just like, where am I? I know. Like, yeah. well, I'm not in a climbing wall right now. <laughs> but but c- counter to that, if you look at TCA, mm. um, both TCA centres in Glasgow, I, don't, I haven't been to any of the ones in Bristol, when you come in, you're in the cafe. Yeah. And that's really, for the social aspect of climbing, that's superb. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's, and it's one of the things I didn't like about here. When when the group nights that the, the, the group I joined had in here, they were never as social. Yeah. So because... People would come in and they didn't know where to go. They didn't know where to meet, and it was just—it's a harder thing to manage the group social yeah. activity. Yeah. Whereas other climbing centres, they just seem to have—they've got I, like an idiot to congregate when you first come yeah. in the door. Yeah, yeah. and I—and I—I I never get the feeling, and I guess it'd be hard in here because you were taking a, a church and trying to convert it. But I never get the feeling anyone's thought up at that. Yeah, they've thought about where can we put wall. Yeah, like. Yeah. How the, can we make the, the wall business feel? is wall space. We need yeah. to get as much wall space. Yeah, as and, and 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 I totally agree with that. You yeah. know, you want you want people to be on the wall, but 
in this day and age, so many people want to sit and have an atom, have a coffee, and have a chat. And particularly, as you say, if they've got if they've got like uh, parties or whatever, having somewhere for parents to be and all that, yeah. it's, it becomes. And, and quite often at a lot of the climbing centres I've been at, when it's it can be relatively quiet on the wall, but you can't you can't get a coffee. Yeah, and it's a, a it must be a really difficult balance to strike. I suppose I suppose it really is. Like I think if we remove the cafe element, because I think you're completely right with the cafe stuff. Like you know, a lot of people come into a climbing centre just purely for the social side. They might not even yeah. climb that day. They just hang out in the cafe, yeah, yeah, yeah. and to have that as the kind of meeting place when you first come in the door would be ideal. You know, having to walk through a climbing centre to find the cafe is yeah. not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think like if we've got a glimpse into a businessman's climbing wall, clip and climb. Where's that? Uh, so clip and climbs. There, there's lots of them across across oh. the UK. They've got one at Ratho, um, right. and it's you know it's auto belays, mm-hmm. massive colourful plastic walls, no holds or any stuff like that. Big neon lights and everything there's oh. uh, you know pillars that come out of the ground that you got to like jump between the pillars and go up the spiral oh, okay. there's a big slide and all this stuff and yeah. it's like for the business idea of what climbing could be like yeah. just getting groups in through the yeah. door getting money yeah. in clip and climb is the perfect example of that yeah it's n- so far removed from climbing as we know it yeah um, but good or bad for climbers <sighs> I've never known a climber climber to go to clip and climb. Ah. Never. Because I, I, I think this, what I think of as climbing, Yeah. Um, I, I'm imagining you'll tell people we're in Glasgow Climbing Centre, but this place and TCA, that's climbing to me. Yeah. And I know, I actually, when I first got involved in people, I knew climbers, you know, and I would talk about coming here and they'd, they'd kind of look down their nose at it and think, that's not climbing. Yeah. Because to them, unless you're up a mountain... Yeah, unless it's, it's actually on rock. Yeah, you're, yeah. Then you're not climbing. So I guess it, what, what we're talking about here is some kind of almost elitism within within the... This. There is so many different levels of elitism in yeah. mountaineering and climbing. Yeah. And yeah. I've never... But, well, even the fact that you, you, you say mountaineering, yeah. which, and, and, you know, I my worst nightmare is being on a wall yeah. up a mountain. I mean, that... I, I'm, I, my palms are sweating just thinking because <laughs> I'm so scared of heights. Yeah, you know, and and I, I guess the th- the thing about it is, I know people who, you know, going to the likes of TCA is like it, it's the last resort if the weather's shit and they can't go anywhere in the yeah, yeah, and they consider even the fact that it's called a gym. Yeah, lots of people exactly. You know, because that that's where they go and work out for their climbing. Where for me. The that only, is the climate. That's the, the only reason I've been out at all yeah. is because of lockdown. It's the only reason I climbed yeah. outside. Yeah, you actually got out. Yeah, I went out awesome. this year. I um, I had been once a couple of years ago with a crowd up to Glen Lednock. Yeah. Um, and hated every second of it. <laughs> and a combination of things we talked about. So my weight yeah. is means that if I come off like from that, if I jump from that yeah. onto this, I'll hurt myself. Just for everyone listening on a podcast, he's pointing at a whole two feet off the floor. <laughs> That's not even two feet. But but see this, not it's a very like a, almost like a children's play park type yeah. of sponge. Yeah. That would be enough for me to hurt my ankles and maybe even damage them. Yeah. Um so 
coming out from like two or three feet onto a, a mat, which a to me... thin mat on uneven ground. On, and, and at Glen Lednock, it was like I was with a load of good climbers. So they're putting the mat down and, and I couldn't, I couldn't reliably stand on the mat yeah. without thinking I was going to hurt myself. So I hated every minute of But this year, once the, the lockdown eased and we were allowed out, um, we went to uh, Conningar Loop. Yeah. Um, we went to Wolf Crag, which coincidentally, this wasn't actually the plan, but my daughter lives a couple of miles from there, so right. I managed to go and see her as well. Um and the first time we went, the first time we went was Wilcock. And even then, I found I was hurting myself coming down from. And the problem I've got, because I'm scared of heights and I'm not a great climber, once that gets in my head that this is going to hurt if I come off, yeah. you just don't climb as Motivation well. Motivation to get high again would be. Yeah. yeah but, sure. but you just, you physically don't climb as well. Yeah. When you think you might not reach that hold, you yeah, don't totally. reach the hold. You're, you're too tense. Yeah. You can't move properly, and then you're more likely to fall off. Yeah, definitely. So I, I, I went on a quest to find the thickest, biggest bouldering mat yeah. in history, and <laughs> um, so I got one. I don't know if it's the thickest, but it's five and a half inches, yeah. thick, which is about an inch and a half more than a normal one, um, and went back out, and it, it definitely made a difference, mm. and. So we went Wolf Crag two or three times, discovered Windy Hill, which... I love Windy Hill. I, I, I mean, like, the guy, one of the guys I was with is a really, really good climber, and for him, the only way he could enjoy it was just not following any of the routes, just... Just is, playing. What yeah. does he call it? Um, it's a game we used to play in the climbing where you, you remove holds. Um, Eliminate. He did, yeah. so it's the only way he could kind of enjoy it, other yeah. than the, the social aspect of it, but I loved it. I think it's really good. Like, I think it's one of those crags that nobody has climbed on in you know, 10, 15 years. But because of lockdown and the travel restrictions mm. and everything, everyone's had to scrape the bottom of the barrel and find all these little places. And I'm amazed at it. Mm. Like, there's loads to do. If you're, if you're a climber and you want to climb routes, there's loads of little routes there and it's mm. small. But it's great if there's, because there's loads of holds, if you treat it as almost like a system board, like a beastmaker board. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. loads of holds and you can just go and play. Yeah, and I think it's a really good venue for that. And what was good for me, as was Wolf Crag, um, is there, there's stuff there that's not even roots. Yeah. It's kind of lower than F2 yeah. that I could play on and build up my confidence. And um, you can top out at Wolf Crag and walk back down. Yeah. Which I, I'm, the only time I ever topped out at Glen Lednock, once I topped out... I, I felt like someone's going to help, going to have to get helicopter rescue to get me off this rock, yeah. and I was like six foot up. Yeah. I wasn't high, so um, so I like that. And and I mean, it's one of the things I do at the prop store constantly is just force myself to do top outs because mm. we had a trip planned to Font this year, right? And I was building up to that because, of course, everyone kept telling me you, you, you do that. But every to go to Font, but but you realise like every claims a top out, you know. I'm like, that kind of put me off. So, um, no, that, as I said, so I went to Wolf Crag, uh, Windy Hill. I think that was only three. Oh, went went once to Glen Lednock yeah. again. And I would say it's never going to be that over indoor climbing. Yeah. But, I mean, I would, I would definitely go. I, a friend um, 
got married last week and her and her partner went and took photographs at Windy Hill yeah. climbing in their wedding outfit. Oh, nice. You know, and it's super, I mean, nice. really good. Some drone shots of them on the lone boulder and all that. It's a beautiful it's, field as well to have photos in, actually. It's really nice. Well, it wasn't when we were there oh, right. in the summer when it has, has been unkempt for, because of lockdown. <laughs> a bit overgrown. It was like hacking through the jungle with, <laughs> with machetes to, to get to, but... Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely, I'll def- once the, the good weather comes back, yeah. I'll definitely go back because Font is now looming. Yeah. Ne- well, it's now next September. Yeah, it's good. that's that's one thing that kind of intrigued me was you know, in the build up to this, looking at your Instagram, I saw that you damaged your knee, mm. you got a sore knee, um, and I don't know, you know, we can maybe get into how that happened if it was yeah, climate related sure. or yeah. whatever, but yeah, yeah. It, like bouldering. Is really really high impact on your on your knees and your ankles and your hips yeah. on your back, um, and it always surprised me. It's like, well, if 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 he's already, if he's hurting his knee, why is he not just go rope climbing? But obviously, you said you're you don't like heights. I don't you know. Okay, so so rope climbing. Loads of people I know that, that boulder say to me, yeah, I would, you know, even if we go to props or because they've got now got the ropes there, we're going to go do some automated going to and. And the thing is, the, the thing I don't think climbers get is that someone can climb and be scared of heights. Yeah. And and for me, a lot of it is, a lot of it's pseudo control. Yeah. But it's for me, it's control. Like if I'm, if I'm on a wall with a, I don't know, ten inches or twelve inches of foam padding under me. Yeah. I'm relatively comfortable that I can come off, land, like drop and roll and be fine. Some places have quite hard mats and I'm yeah. less comfortable. And I, and I know that if I come off from the top, I'm going to have to be very careful. Um, but I, I just, I, I've never found, and I, don't get me wrong, I haven't done it since I first came here, which is a good seven or eight years ago, maybe yeah. longer. So I might love it, but when you're my size... Um, for those listening in stereo, um, I'm currently just short of 140 kilos. Right. And you know, money that's about just under 22 stone. That's that's twice the weight of some of the people I climb with. Yeah. So if you if you're like belaying someone, you're the best belayer. I mean, you're for someone's going to fall off, and I'm not I'm not going to move. But if someone's belaying me. And you know here with a with a top rope it's fine you can put a couple twists of twists in the yeah. top, um, but you can't do that with lead climbing. No, you can't. You know? And and I, I used to I used to climb with this as this, this person who was. I, I remember we were talking. So I, I, she was under fifty kilos, right? That's nearly a third of my weight, and she just kept <laughs> saying to me, well, "It'll be fine. It'll be fine." I said, "Listen." It would I, be. It would be. I'd be fine, you know, because <laughs> your your lifeless body would stop me at the first clip, you know. I, I really had this vision that she had no concept of what it would be like if I dropped off the wall, yeah, and how quickly she would fly towards the first clip, you know. And so all that's going on in my head, and that takes the enjoyment away. Yeah. So yeah. and 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 even if someone's belaying me or. As we were talking about it there, I have this inherent uh, mistrust of anything, and so 
auto wheelies are fantastic. I've done auto wheelie. I'm going to get back to doing auto wheelie at the prop store for, for just for endurance work. But part of me is thinking, what if? Yeah. Yeah. You know, part of me is thinking, and I know there have been cases in the last couple of years. You know, there's been a, a few cases where someone's injured themselves, but because they haven't clipped in, yeah. You know, and I don't think I'd be that stupid. I suppose it happens. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I've I found when I found the downstairs here, the, the the bouldering, I thought I quite enjoy this, but it was quite limiting. Yeah. And when I found TCAF, I, almost, I honestly felt like I was home. Nice. Um, but I do get injured, and my approach to injury is always the same and probably counter to what people would say is. And I've, I've done this with everything I've ever done, horse riding, running. Yeah. When I get injured, I just modify. I very rarely stop. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm quite experienced at listening to it, so my knee's dodgy just now. There'll be, like, if... If if the you know if the foothold is any higher than about a foot and a half off the ground, I just not do it because I know I put my foot on it and my knee will say if you put your weight on that it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, yeah. So I don't put my weight on it. So you choose different routes that don't. I just choose different routes or I climb differently. I don't climb anything that I think I might come off. Yeah. Um, which is what happened on which Sunday. Which is what happened on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I, well, on Sunday, what happened was there was this route, and it's massive holds. It's really easy. I think an, an F five or something. And I looked at it and I thought oh, I could do that. And that last move, everyone was saying that last move is quite big. And I thought, yeah, but I think I. So I went up and I tried it. Mm. And I thought this. I think I could do that because getting up to it was easy. Yeah. So I, I thought, right, I'm going to do it. And it was towards the end of the session, which is always a bad idea for me. So I just went up and I, and I, I made the mistake of trying again to see how close I could get to that. Yeah. And literally, I could have held the top. I feel like I could have held the top hold with my tooth. <laughs> I was so close. So I thought, I'll just go for it. And it, just that second, and every every climber that's listening will, will know that's where doubt enters your mind. Yeah. And I've done loads of things, that, that this, and it's one of the things I like about climbing, working with your brain. Horse riding's the same. If anyone's ever ridden a horse, they know that if you're nervous, the horse will be nervous. So just how much doubt is in your mind and I sh- what I should have done, as soon as I went for it or, or started to go for it, I should have stopped. Yeah. But I didn't. I thought, I'll just well, go for it. And of course, I must have tensed up because it was easily within reach. Mm. And I just couldn't get my hand over the top. And then by that time... My right hand was saying, I'm letting go too. And it was only, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was it was only from the top of a bouldering wall. So yeah. I, I, it isn't that I've hurt myself. It's just that I, I needed, to, like in the however many microseconds I was in the air, I was thinking, right, I need to try and land more on my left foot than my right foot. Yeah, It was that kind of thing. And I don't, it's... I probably feel a wee bit. My knee felt a wee bit stiffer on Monday than it had on Sunday, but yeah, yeah. It's, so your, it's your right knee that's sore, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's funny you get, you get that conversation in your head of right. I'm definitely going to hit the floor. Yeah. Better land on my left leg rather than the right. Yeah, and but it's not even that. It's not even that um, clear because if I'd landed only on my left leg, my left leg would have been would have gone as well. Yeah. It's, just, it's just trying to do this. There's really. It's like, I don't know if you've ever read any Terry Pratchett. Uh, no, not really. Terry Pratchett wrote, um, I think he wrote it, the, the Discworld novels, and there's a, it's 
funny if for folk that are into that sense of humor. But he talks about camels. Yeah. And how camels do complex mathematical equations in their head. Just to finish off the, the joke, the reason they do it is so that they can work out the, the trajectory of their spit whenever they're spitting at someone. But, um, <laughs> and it was like that. My brain's trying to work out trajectory, yeah. what angle I'm falling at. Am, am, I going to, am I going left or am I going right? And the, the reality is probably I'm fooling myself and I'm not even remotely in control. In control of that. I'm going to land. <laughs> Where are you landing? And I'd probably be better with three pints in me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so when I'm when I'm injured, I tend to just modify. I, I got tennis elbow last year. Yeah, no idea how, because everything I've read says you don't. It's not a climbing injury, like you don't get it climbing. But it yeah, it's usually golfers we get. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was definitely tennis. And but uh, and I, I I would I reckon I had it for a good three months. Mm. I was having I had that strap on, and and all I did was. I just modified it. I'd gone back to climbing purples, at, yeah. you know, the easy routes. and Because I'd rather be climbing and working out than sitting and doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. As was indicated this year when I sat and did nothing. And <laughs> Jesus, just the weight piled on. Yeah. Um, How have you found this year? Ter- uh, I haven't found this year, I mean, terrible for a lot of the reasons. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I live on my own. I have done... Um, and and for most of the lockdown I was on my own, but I'm I'm okay with that. You yeah. know, I'm not I'm I'm okay with my own company, and, <laughs> and I I um I kind of tr- try my best to complete Netflix. Um, <laughs> but How close I, did you get? Because I got pretty close. Yeah, I got pretty close. I'm just waiting <laughs> to see that that end credits <laughs> of Netflix. I've now completed Netflix, but um, no, I found it okay. But I was I was it because I was. In training for Font, yeah. On March fifteenth, which was the last time I climbed before lockdown, I was at four, sometimes five times a week. Yeah. And then I just stopped, and then nothing. Yeah. And that's all I was doing. I wasn't doing any other exercise. Yeah. The odd, the odd cycle, and it just stopped. And I just found. I mean, I knew I liked climbing. I was probably bored. Some people to tears talking about it. But I, had, I just didn't appreciate how much how I would miss. Yeah. Even just being at the climbing centre. Yeah. Not the climbing. Just for the social side. Just the, the social side. Yeah. And see when August 31st, it's not like these dates are ingrained in my mind. <laughs> when August 31st, when I walked into TCA in that yeah. morning, it just felt like such a relief. Yeah. I think a lot of people had that kind of realisation of just like how much it actually means. Mm. Yeah. Like, would you be able to put into words what what it actually means to you because I think everybody's everybody's different everybody's got their own reasons for climbing it, yeah. it affects everybody in different ways they appreciate it different ways so like if I was to ask what climbing means to you it's unfortunately quite um, what's the word I'm looking for there's a word I want to use but it begins with W and ends with Anki and I probably shouldn't <laughs> say it. It, it's, it's, it's quite twee my, the, what it means because what it means to me is the reason I love bouldering yeah and I don't I'm not saying rope climbing isn't the same but I know that bouldering is definitely this what I love about bouldering is it's problem solving yeah it's not about the physical thing it's not about can you get up that wall it's about oh I tried that move and it's not going to work yeah 
that's clearly the right move. So what do I need to do with my legs, my feet, my body, my weight, my tension? Yeah. To or what different move do I need to make? So for me, it's all about the problem solving. So it's a way that I can one challenge because you're never competing with other people. Well, no. I'm never competing with other people. I'm sure other people do. <laughs> but yeah, any me, climber that says there's no competitiveness in it yeah. is is lying. Yeah, either I, with yourself or with other. Well, for your, me, your it's one hundred percent the. Com- the the me competing with myself yeah. how well did I do like the new the re, the oranges get reset how many of them can I do Aye. it's it's all about that because last time I did this many this time and it's like that 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 competitive competing against yourself which is a bit like golf as well you're only ever really playing mm. the course or yourself and and so for me that it was far more the mental exercise if you like, yeah. than the physical exercise. It just so happens it's also very physical and you're getting a good workout. And I always found, you know, I've dragged people along to the climbing, kicking and screaming to try it, and they've said it was far better than any any workout they'd ever done at the gym. Yeah. Because it's full... You're, it's full body. It's full body, but you don't realise how much you're working. Yeah. You know, they couldn't go to the gym and work for two hours. No. So... Um, for me, it was just that mental stimulus as well as the physical exercise, yeah. and and I've got these the added challenge of um I, because I mean I've been climbing now regularly for about five years, and I think I've got quite a good eye for a route. Yeah, I think I can look at a route and know what the setters are thinking or know how it should be done, and I know that you know that's the right hip in there, and then but then. Gravity in my body can drive against the, the setters. <laughs> so most of the time, my challenge is finding a different beater. Yeah. Because the right beater, inverted commas, the, is, isn't... The setter's imagination. The setter's imagination, yeah. you know, because, I mean, a lot of the setters are young, fit, well, I say a lot, all of the setters... So annoying. Well, no, no. <laughs> you know, I'm a root setter, I'm, I can take it. You know, but the thing is... You're setting for for climbing, you yeah. know, and and the thing is, you're not thinking. Okay, let's set a route that someone who's eighteen and sixty two kilos can do, but so can someone who's nearly sixty yeah, and yeah. hundred. You don't, and and I, I wouldn't expect them to. So for me, that challenge of how can I do it, yeah, is is what 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 makes me come back. I I'll go. I'll have a good session. I had a good session on Sunday, and and for me, a good session is. I met people I enjoyed, whose company I enjoyed. We had all good laugh, good banter, good slag each other rotten. We had some nice, some nice coffee. Um, I worked hard. I'm physically tired. Yeah. Um, hopefully not sore, uh, <laughs> but that I'm mentally, I've been mentally challenged. Yeah. And that for me, I, I don't think I've ever done anything that's all of those um, it is the full package, isn't it's it? It's the full package. I mean, because I, I, I like running. I haven't been doing much of it lately. But that's that's only, like, almost, like, t- getting tired while you while you meditate. For yeah, me, it's yeah. a, a kind of zen thing. But climbing, for me, it, it's it's that physical, mental... Um, I, I don't think of it in terms of... Um, a lot of the, even more than normal being talked about it this year in terms of mental health. Yeah, 
gonna think about it in terms because I've never really. I'm sure it is for me. Yeah. But I've never really thought I need to go climbing because I'm going nuts or I'm <laughs> depressed or I've got any mental health issues. Yeah. I have been thinking I'm really missing it, and I was very glad to get back to it. And yeah. I'm, I'm still concerned that they might shut anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed that's not the case. Yeah. Well, I think I've, like the mental health aspect. I think a lot of people have noticed how much they do need hmm. like just exercise in general not just climbing yeah, obviously yeah. but um, you know I think people have really missed it for that and like I you know I've I noticed it slightly uh, come the end of lockdown because we because the, the we as a governing body we were unable to run anything we had to figure out loads of stuff to yeah. be able to fill the time and do work and everything and Man, I find myself doing some strange, really odd things around the flat, just trying to keep myself entertained. It was like, man, I need to go climbing. I need to expel some energy here. You're clearly not committed enough to Netflix. <laughs> I, I did my best. I did my best. No, but I think, as I say, the, the meetup, um, for anyone that doesn't know, meetup.com is, I, I didn't really, have you had a meetup? Yeah, yeah. Do you know how it started? I don't know how it started. No. How it started is fascinating. I didn't realise this. It was created after 9-11. Oh, really? In New York to get people who were disconnected from people right, together, okay. which is fantastic. That's awesome. So, so, so what it was for me was I broke up from someone I'd been with for a, a long time and I realised I didn't really have any friends. Yeah. I didn't really have a social life, so I thought... And I had someone... I had a meet-up. And, and for me it was... How can I find like-minded people yeah. to go and just join them in doing something? And that's how I kind of came across bouldering. And and what I found in that group is the the bouldering group we've got has everything from fantastic climbers who just want to introduce other people to the sport to people who just didn't really have a circle of friends. And but there's loads of people there that it's almost it is almost a mental health thing that. Yeah. I'm not getting out enough or I'm not seeing enough people and I need that human contact and yeah. okay there's climbing as well but so and I, and I, I imagine there are a lot of people in lockdown that that, that it has been a mental health issue mm. the fact that they can't get out they can't interact with people and you can only do so much in a Zoom pub quiz oh you god know. yeah um, <laughs> but uh, no for me I, I think I think if anyone said to me you know, should I take up climbing? I think I would struggle to find anyone who wouldn't benefit from it. Yeah. Because either they would benefit from it physically, they would benefit it from 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 that. Because I tried to get my daughter into it, and and for me, I, I really didn't care if she became a climber. Yeah. I cared that she 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 developed this. For me, what the mark of a good climber isn't how how what grade they can climb. It's how determined they are to climb it. Yeah. You know, so um, one of the best things I ever got from my daughter learning to climb was, and she did the NIBAS at, at TCA, and I think they do NICAS here. Yeah. Was this thing they do there, which was if you try and climb something and you don't manage it, you, you try another four times. Yeah. And you don't give up. You, don't give up. You have, well, and, and they didn't have the same kind of crazy attitude I have which is never give up they had you know you can't say you're given you're not you can't climb it until you've tried it five times yeah and I'd, I'd really really try and adopt that 
I'm slightly better now that I've got a notion of whether the move I'm making is physically impossible for me uh, or the move is physically impossible for me. Yeah. But I'll throw myself at a wall repeatedly to try and get up something. Yeah. It was it was almost the the rules changed for climbing a couple of years ago uh, for bouldering where it used to be as long as you your hands got into contact with the start holds when your feet were off the ground, yeah. that counted as a start. Don't know if you're aware of this. Yeah. But it changed to you had to be on the wall and in control before yeah. you moved. Right. So you could just like hands on the start and then jump off the floor at the first move. Well no, it used to be so it, it used to be if you imagine fairly dynamic mm-hmm. starts. So it it used to be that as long as and they, they changed it in World Championships as yeah. well. So someone could run at the holds, jump off the ground, touch get, everything, get, touch everything, yeah. and then and, and then use momentum. Yeah. But now they can't do that. No. And it it really surprised me how often that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when it was a fairly dynamic or a fairly because I I've got because my centre of gravity is so far from the wall compared yeah. to everyone else, anything that's balancing at all, I can't start. Right. I, so I used to have to just run at it and touch everything and then go. Um, so it, it's and so I just have this attitude that I will, I will throw myself at things. Yeah. And and that for me that resilience I forgot what I was talking about. That that's what I wanted from my daughter. I wanted her to have that problem solving and the determination, determination. to not let failure. Yeah. And I think that's fear. something you get from climbing. If you look at some yeah. of the some of the kids that go through some of the courses that I've been climbing, you know for five years and yeah. they're only ten their, their determination to get up things is just it's un- unreal it's fantastic now and I think I, I don't look at them and think they could be at the Olympics yeah. I think when they are adults and they're in the workplace or whatever they're doing that determination is going to translate Yeah, yeah. and I, and I think that's a kind of it's a kind of missed thing that people get from climbing yeah I think like young kids young kids are brilliant because they just don't realise that there's things that are too hard for them. Like, yeah. they'll just try it. Yeah, yeah. And if they can't do it, they're like, oh, why didn't I do that? That no. person can do that. I'm yeah. sure I can. And they keep trying and they cannot be told no. Yeah. And it's awesome to see. I'm reminded of a cartoon. Because um, what I do in work is a bit to do with personal development and things like that. And I'm reminded of a cartoon that I saw. I can't remember the name. It's a comic strip cartoon. Uh, was it Garfield? Is it Garfield? Might be Garfield. There's a dog in Garfield, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So, I can't remember, I can't the, name remember the name of the dog. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, Garfield climbs up a tree yeah. and it's sitting on the branch and the dog comes up and sits on the branch. The dog whose name we can't remember. But <laughs> anyone that's listening will be, it's good. Um, and Garfield said, what are you doing up here? Just come up and see it. And, and Garfield said, dogs can't climb trees. And it said, Damn! If I'd known that, I wouldn't have climbed this one. <laughs> you know, and and for me, that whole not not looking at it and seeing the problems. Yeah. It it, it it's good for climbing, but it affects so many other things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like every part of life has failure in it at some point. Yeah. And if you can take failure and go right, okay, well, I didn't do, I didn't manage it this way. Let's try yes. something else. Yeah, and that. For me, that's the, the what, what I tell because quite often we have people new to climbing joint left when we don't have meet up and up and running, and it's what I try to get to be, I get through to people is good climbers 
like people who are good at climbing, there's a lot of them that are very, very bad at knowing not everyone's as good as them. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> I'm trying to put this diplomatically. There's a lot of them that are fantastic at climbing. Yeah. And and when they're given advice, they don't realise the advice they're giving, they might as well be telling the people to fly. Yeah, totally. And so, I'll just drop your knee down this what, way. It's like, I can't bend my hips that yeah, far, dude. <laughs> but all, but you, and you've also used the word, that's the most commonly used word in beta advice, which is just. Yeah. <laughs> just stand up or just do this. And and, and I, I remember when I, I, there's this climber who, who, who I climb with, and... and I remember I was with someone and it was someone brand new and we were trying to do something and he said, he said, this is someone that's the first time they've climbed. He said, just do a left flag up to, and I said, and I said, just, I didn't even know what a flag is. And, and besides that, he was flagging on this tiny crimp that I was thinking, yeah. the person isn't going to be able to hold it. And so a lot of people just have no concept that there's more than one way to do a route. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and I, I much prefer. And I know loads of really good climbers that have that. They have that beauty. They have look at and, and some of them that will help you by showing you mm. seven or eight different ways to do something. That's my favourite kind yeah. of advice. Yeah. Um, That's why I like uh, getting kids to demonstrate stuff because they yeah. always figure out the best ways. Okay. And like the the route setting that I do is for the competitions, um, yeah. and you know when you're route setting a route for an eight year old. I need to think about there's 18 different ways to do this move yeah. I want them to do it a certain way so yeah. how can I tweak this to a, to force them to do it my way yeah. and they still find different yeah. ways to do it I'll, I'm just putting my jacket on because uh, yeah, it's kind of chilly uh, um, I, I, I say that just so that people don't what the hell's is that wrong? Is there a pigeon in the room? Um, <laughs> I, I, I only heard the, the phrase beta breaking yeah. or breaking beta last month and I thought that must be so frustrating yeah. for the chuffed route setter <laughs> that's like, I've just set the perfect yeah. route, yeah. and then it's, someone it, just ignores it. It's brilliant. Like when you when you think you've set something perfectly, you're right. I've thought about every alternative here, and I've forced you to go my way. And someone will find a different way to do it. And you're just how? But it must be. I mean, I can get that with competition because you're setting for a particular level of climber. But yeah. general route setting. I mean, don't get me wrong, I moan and I criticise, and I, yeah. but it must be so hard because I climb with some... The tallest person I climb with is six foot two mm. and the shortest person I climb with... I don't know that she's five foot. She might be 4'11". Yeah. And they're climbing the same routes and it just must be so such a nightmare to try and cater for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really is. Like, any route setter that is trying to set for that kind of thing like honestly should be thinking of a kid when they're climbing it because they're the ones that are going to figure out weird yeah. messed up beta for short people yeah. um, rather than going well if I just make this move a little longer it forces yeah. you to do it my way um, the prop store has a really good thing and I don't know why they don't do it in the newsroom because it's the same company but the prop store has every colour is a certain grade yeah and then they have red, and red it kind is, of spans all. It spans all of them, yeah. but it's for short reach. Yeah, and I yeah. thought that's such a it's good brilliant. idea. And I always say short reach because people say it's for kids, and I say <laughs> that I climb with someone that's five foot. Yeah. and she's definitely yeah. not a kid. 
and it's such a good idea yeah um, one thing like I hear you know, a lot of root setters but when they're starting out it's really easy to just set like long dynamic moves that right. short people hate and you always hear short people saying oh well it's just it's too reachy for me and, yeah. but short people are better climbers tall people reach past stuff they don't yeah. have to try that hard short people have to figure out weird and wonderful ways to be able to do moves and they become better climbers and I suppose there's definitely an element of that for you 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 can't do moves the way the root setter had intended so you need to figure out some weird messed up way for me the two things that I think I have to bring to the party which are not necessarily the same for everyone is I need to focus a lot more on technique yeah than, than because I can't I can't do a pull up mm. so I can't just powering through stuff myself. is not an option it's not an option for me don't get me wrong I rely on it but I have to f- like so for example when I say focus on technique if I'm doing an overhang you'll never see my arms bent yeah you know so I'm always constantly focused on the straight arms yeah. use my shoulders which for me is technique and and I, I really have to like if I'm in an overhang I really really have to pull in with my toes mm. because I don't have the core to keep my feet up so. That that for me is good technique. It absolutely is. And, and you other, should do some coaching courses, dude. Like <laughs> trying to tell like strong climbers that. Yeah, and and it's weird because it's funny. I was speaking to someone about this the other week. There, it's it's not. I wouldn't say bitterness, but you see someone who's a really strong person coming mm. that's relatively new climbing. Maybe the first time, and they'll climb like so. In TC, it's purple, yellow, orange, blue. Blue yeah. is where I aspire to be at the moment. And someone will come in the first session and they're climbing a blue. And you can see that there's, there, there's like not one iota of technique involved. <laughs> you know, and they cl- they throw themselves up there yeah. and they're kicking the wall. And it's like people in reception are complaining about the noise they're making and they get up there <laughs> and they come down and say, nailed it. And Nailed like, it, yeah. And what, I remember having a conversation with a climber that was really, really good climber, but when he started, it was a bit like that. And I kept saying to him, you know, just, you need to start focusing on technique because you'll you throw yourself up there and you're going to get, but you'll reach a grade that you cannot do without technique yeah you know so unless you know how to flag yeah you you just physically won't be able to do it just and being strong can only get you so far yeah definitely like, absolutely you will plateau and, at some point and that's the same with height yeah just being tall can only get you so far yeah. you know and, and so one of the one of the technically best climbers uh, I, I climb with um, he's he's young and fit, and he's I don't know what height he is, but he's tall. He's shorter than me, but he will you know he will do his damnedest to find a static way to climb something. Yeah. Even if it's set dynamically, and I just, I, I I I love watching. If I'm watching climbers, I will always gravitate to watching the ones that are all technique. Yeah. Yeah. You know we we've got this thing. We we don't always stick to it, but we've got this thing this uh, Rose who I climb with. That when we do warm ups, the, the warm ups are all about footwork practice, as you know, they should be. Uh, well, no, as they should be. That's awesome. Know, you, I, it, people come in, you know, and, and people that are climbing, you know, six C's, seven A's, and, you, and they come in and they just throw themselves on a yeah. and everything. They've not warmed up. They've not, you know, and it's easy for me to say because you get to a certain age that if you don't warm up, yeah. you're just asking for injury. But I don't think they realise that. Warming up is, is is not just about injury; it's about getting your muscles ready. To ready function. to fire. Yeah, yeah. and and if, I 
when you're working at the grade you're working at, you can't really be practising yeah. footwork. No. Or, so for me, it's the, the warm-up's always... Because your mind, like, you can't learn properly if you're stressed. No. Like, if you're stressed when you're climbing, if you're trying something hard, you can't think hard enough about your technique to be able yeah. to learn anything. Yeah. You need to do it when you're relaxed. And the best point to do that in is in your warm-up. You, know, you spend half an hour warming up. If you work on your technique there, those skills become yeah. autonomous. And you're never going to do that if you just come in and jump on hard stuff. No, absolutely not. And, and, and the other thing, I, I read uh, David McLeod. Dave McLeod's book. Dave McLeod's yeah. uh, 9 out of 10 Climbers Make His Mistake. Yeah. And it, there was a, there's a paragraph in there, or a, a, I don't know if it was a chapter, but a, a piece of advice that just hit me right between the eyes and I realised, damn, I need to change what I do. And his, I'm paraphrasing everything about what he said. Yeah. What he said was basically, you know, three quarters of the time you're spending climbing should be on stuff you can't do. Yeah. You know, and, and I thought, because I was that person who a climbing session to me would be go climb everything I can climb. You know, and feel really good about myself, yeah. and and try the odd hard thing, but and but when what, what I realised, and unfortunately, I read this at the beginning of twenty twenty, <laughs> um, and I, I found that I really I would have the odd set because I was climbing four, sometimes five times a week. One session would be just climb stuff I can climb. It was the the fun session, yeah. But every other session, I would warm up, and then I would just focus on stuff I can't do, moves I can't make, you know. Uh, grades I'm trying to get to you know if I was trying to some one or two I would try even get on climbs that were higher grades is a challenge for me sometimes and what I noticed is within a matter of weeks my climbing was improving mm. it was such such powerful advice and you see loads of people who their their idea of climbing is you know they're only climbing stuff they can climb yeah yeah and I'm not saying they'll never improve but the improvement's nowhere in the year as fast as when you focus no, on the difficult not. stuff. Definitely not. Um, and I think there's there's a different problem that comes from that as well, and it's one of the big topics right now in rope centres is bad beeling. Um, there's, I don't think the percentage of people that climb has uh, the percentage of bad beelers in that population that climb. I don't think that's changed that percentage, but because there's more climbers, there's obviously more cases of it, and the people that are belaying badly and that might cause an accident, they don't know because their climbers aren't trying hard enough to fall off all the time. You know, if and if you're not, if yeah. you're never falling off, then you're never testing your belayer. So I think there's like there's definitely bad things that come from never actually pushing yourself. I suppose like if you don't want to, if you're quite happy just climbing what you can climb, and you don't want to improve, then you're never oh, totally. going to try hard enough. Yeah, and that. No. I had, I've had this conversation with so many people that, that I climb with. You, you know, would they get, they get it in their head? They're, they're bothered by the fact they're not climbing as well as other people. Yeah. You know, I said, well, well, first, and this is a rule for life: never compare yourself to other people. Yeah. But certainly in climbing, and I said, well, do you want to be a better climber? And and she said, yeah. In fact, I had a conversation with someone on Sunday. She said. How how do I get better? How do I build up strength? You know, and it was almost like that I, I could give her an app. Yeah. I said you just need to work on the hard stuff. What do you mean? Well, climb. Let's do some overhangs. I hate overhangs because I'm not strong enough. I said, well, yeah, the, you're only going. You're only going to build up strength for either going to the gym or working on overhangs. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fun one. Um, yeah. I, 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 the the billing for me, for me that's my weak point about yeah. rope climbing is that belay point because if I'm the person belaying, I trust myself implicitly. But if I'm trying to trust, and and what you were saying is, it's a bit like it's a, probably a stupid analogy that you. Feel free to cut out if it makes no sense. It's a bit like windscreen wipers. Oh, right, I'm intrigued to see where you go from this. Well, you only re- your, your windscreen wipers only break in the rain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, while it's not raining, you don't care whether your windscreen wipers are working. And while you're climbing, you don't care that your belay, yeah. your belay might be crap. But when you fall... You want them to be on the wall. And, and, yeah. and the unfortunate, there must be loads of people that come and belay and they've never once... Had to catch someone, mm-hmm. and yeah. I certainly don't want the first person someone finds out if they can catch someone is when they have to. Yeah, and and, and I'm sure, yeah. I imagine, there are people that do practice and do. And one of the in the nine out of ten climbers book, um, Dave McLeod talks about practicing falling for the climber. Yeah, you know, but I imagine it's just as just useful as for the beeler. In fact, more important for the beeler. Mm. Like the climber can be scared about falling off mm. but that doesn't make a difference that's not a dangerous no. thing no the bee layer needs to be well first yeah. you know yeah. and we've been working on uh, a better bee laying workshop that was supposed to be started this year but everything got put back so hopefully 2021 but the first questions i ask is do you consider yourself a good bee layer most people say yes good. how often do you catch never. falls i've never never done. never catch a fall then how do you know yeah. If you're a good bailey or not. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I can feed that rope through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm slick, yeah. especially when they fall off. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's, yeah, I just don't, it's, it's my, because when I came here, I, I got um, something that I, I remember, I can't remember any of the details, so yeah. please excuse me. But it was basically, a, it was a, a, one of these, a belay device is that the reason? Mm-hmm. Yes. But it was like an auto one. Right. Okay. So it meant that if the person falls, it took it. It just yeah. locked. Was it right. like a, a big kind of block? It wasn't massive, and I've seen massive ones. Yeah. But it was. It basically used some. I can't remember. Did it have like a moving handle on it? No, it didn't. No. It, right. and, and I've seen ones like that. No, yeah. this was just the way the rope went. Right. Meant that if the rope pulled, it probably worked the same way as blooming seatbelts. But I remember, and I got it because I was bailing, I was climbing with my oldest daughter. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't want to have to be worried about whether she can or can't. Mm. You know, and, and I'm totally wrong. She had the technique and we taught the technique and all that. But even stuff like, I can't remember how to bailing, but one of the hands should be down. Yeah. Even every now and then you see people with a hand coming up and you think, like standing here like this. When that hand's up the area, there, like, oh my doing God. nothing. Yeah. And this bailing device took away the impact of that but I remember speaking to climbers like, oh, that's, you know, and they were dead against it and, they, and I get the point because if they're relying on the technology they don't have the technique yeah. so yeah. I, just that whole thing and, and bouldering has its has the same thing at, for me because whilst I have scoured YouTube and mm. watched videos and learned about what to do if I fall on a mat I've never once been shown yeah. and we don't do any and I've never once no one's ever explained uh, spotting kind of things don't me. really exist in climbing walls there's never any courses or no. anything you can learn about how to land properly but spotting you know spotting is like 
I'm sure there's a point to it. Like, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. If you're an indoor climber, do not spot. No, yeah. like, I, unless there is a high chance of someone landing on their head from, the, from a move, stay out of the way. Because yeah, you're just more likely to get family. landed on and yeah. hurt yourself. And, and I get, and I've spoken to people who, who are spotting. I'm saying, so, what, I, I, I've never said it like this, but this is what I mean. Yeah. What's the point of you? Yeah, what are you doing? Because, like, if that person falls, I can almost guarantee you're getting landed on. Yeah. And, what are you, and they say, well, you're just directing. I'm thinking, yeah. But that's and what think, the mats are for. Yeah, and, and, and this is why I like indoor building mm. out visit. I'm never missing the mat yeah. indoor, you know, where I'm always worried about missing the, yeah. the mat outside. Yeah. But it's just, but I've never once, and I, I climb with a relatively, well, I say old, but he's not as old as me, but one of the old guard, and, and he's he's obsessed with the fact that he keeps seeing people climbing difficult stuff without spotting. And I'm like, yeah, but, but what, what would they be doing? Anyway? Yeah. And, and, yeah. But again, it's all that kind of stuff that I think with rope climbing, there's a lot of safety stuff that is inherently more important that people learn and do properly. Yeah, for sure. Bouldering. It's, just things, about, it's about the climbing. It's about the movement. No, but I, but I think it's, safety is just important. Yeah. And I think the unfortunate thing is the way a lot of climbing centres tackle it is as long as they watch this video and sign this waiver, we're covered. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. not nothing against climbing centres I've been in, but I just see too many examples of people who are clearly just this is the first time they're, you know, and they walk around a corner under an overhang, and yeah. you think, I mean, the number of times I've been on a wall, on an overhang, which is never a, a reliable proposition for me, and some child has walked underneath me, and I think, I, I mean. Fortunately, I'm of the the mood that if if that if something terrible happened, I would feel vindicated that yeah. it was not my fault. But if I landed on a child, <laughs> that child's going to stay landed on. <laughs> you know, it's. <laughs> but it's parents are just so. If you're a parent out there and you've got kids, keep your eye on. Yeah. yeah. You know. Keeping your eye on the child means you can see them at all time. It doesn't mean that you're roughly aware. You're going to know the where they are in the building. Yeah, and it's, it, it's the courses are good because they they, they get taught all that. Mm. But you can just turn up with, watch a video and yeah. throw them at the wall, and I think it's just yeah, uh, uh, but it annoys me. I think there, I think you're right. There is like a gap in the yes, we've we've done the video thing. We are legally covered, but yeah, and I'm sure that's not easy, how they're thinking. You could easily throw something in there, a course in there, or just a little practice in there to. To make people a bit more aware of yeah. the dangers, and some yeah. centres do, uh, and I've, I've noticed that the prop store they do this for the rope stuff. They don't do it for the bouldering. Uh, they have like a little book, and what's wrong with that picture? Yeah, kind of like the assessment. Yeah. yeah, and and I think when I, I climbed at Oakwood in Wokingham, and I really like that centre, and they were the same. Mm. Have you climbed before? Yeah. How long have you been climbing? And it was. You could answer yes, and I've been climbing fifteen years, and I'm a professional. Yeah. You'd still have to do the assessment. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and uh, yeah, but even at that, so that's for rope climbing centres. Every rope climbing centre has to have an yeah. assessment of that form, but yeah. bouldering centres don't no. don't have the same. And that's the you know. and Wokingham's, and I'm not by by any means been to loads, but Wokingham's the only one that I've ever been to that had that. Yeah, and it was funny because the guy I'm climbing who climbs 
kind of eight A's and all that, still had to do it. And he was yeah. he was kind of laughing. I thought, but I'd rather have that. I'd rather have that than nothing. Yeah. yeah. And you just see, and where it's less, it's less of a problem now where there's restrictions. Mm. But see, even before restrictions, when climbing centres were mobbed, I'd be interested to see actually when, if I was going to say once, but if restrictions ever get lifted, whether climbing centres will limit their numbers. Because I think, it, speaking of just TCA, which is yeah. the only one I can speak of, with the numbers which are, I don't know what they are in terms of what their max was before, but it's been, it's it, if, if we were to suddenly lift the restrictions and it went back to normal, I don't think anyone would feel safe. Not from a COVID perspective. Yeah. But I just remember there's been times in there where you felt you were climbing above Sucky Hill Street, <laughs> you know, and I think it'll be so weird. Yeah. And I just wonder whether climbing centres will have a different attitude towards a safe yeah. maximum. Possibly, possibly. Now, like, because, yeah, like, they've seen what it's like with a quieter centre and how sort of easy it is and safe it is to have lower numbers. But I suppose then, you know, about going back to our, our comments at the start about the business side of it. Oh, totally, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, be an interesting one, yeah. Did you, so, have, did you have any questions that you wanted to ask that you haven't asked? I I, honestly, I've got a book's worth of questions that I haven't asked. Yeah, I hope you noticed I put the book away. Yeah, yeah. I realised there was no point in asking the, asking the questions. They, I much prefer when the conversation just flows. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, this has been kind of better than if I'd gone through these right. questions. <laughs> um, I mean, one question that I, I think I was kind of interested in asking would be like, what is your, you know, what's your ambitions for sort of going, going forward from now? Okay. Like, I know you've got, you know... So it says on my Instagram, 7A. In yeah. t- well, it did say in 2020, but now it says 2021. Yeah. I, let me explain that 7A. And, and and also, I need to explain that when I put that and decided in that, I hadn't actually checked what that meant in terms of what routes I'd be climbing <laughs> in TCA. But 7A is... I, a lot, this is going to sound hugely big-headed, and I apologise because I'm not normally big-headed. That's quite all right. I, I once... People have had to listen to me for the last six months. <laughs> they know what big-headed sounds like. I once sat, and I was speaking to someone about climbing, and we were talking about technique. Two, two, two things which I think I have. I think I have technique, and I think I have a good eye for what I should be doing. Yeah. What. And and the big, thing I, the big thing I don't have, or I have that's, that's totally missing, is I'm... I'm Typically, the weight of two people, right? So I, we, we sat and just as a thought exercise, said, "What, what, what would you be climbing if you were my weight?" Yeah, you know. And I thought, I genuinely thought, I'd be climbing seven A's. So that's where the target came from. Yeah, it, it, it's it's reliant on two things. One, I definitely need to get stronger. I definitely need to keep working on technique. But it, a lot of it's reliant, and if I was to lose. Not even masses of weight. Yeah, you know, I could lose, I could lose five stone. I don't know what that is in kilos for listeners in in, in new money. Would be forty something kilos. Yeah, forty kilos something. Like that. If I if I could lose that, I'd still be overweight. Yeah, you know, I, if if it's forty kilos, if I was to lose forty, I'd still be a hundred kilos. Yeah, that's that's nearly thirty kilos heavier than so. But I, but I think my climbing would just dramatically improve. So the plan, the 2020 plan, which yeah. I'm sure loads of... There's that, <laughs> there's that famous quote, is, is um, 
make a plan, watch God laugh. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Know, so the plan for this year was weight loss, fitness, running, working on climate improvement, all building towards font. Yeah. And part of the, I don't think we even talked about why I started the Instagram no, account. But one of the one of the motives for the Instagram account was, I I a million years ago through my work, I did some personal development course that talked about um, assertions, positive assertions. Mm. Not not there's the thing that you tell yourself. I can't remember what they're they're called, affirmations. Or yeah, yeah. Those are one thing. But this is positive assertions are where you tell other people. Mm. Then you can be held to account, and you're held to account, yeah. yeah. And and so for me, the loads of people I climb with are sick of hearing it. Yeah. So, um, so for me, part of the reason for Instagram was it was just to, you know, if I felt if I put stuff up and people are interested, and I, it's almost like the more followers I have, the more held to account I'll be. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. So it was definitely a drive for me. Interesting. Um, and and as I say, but then. March 23rd yeah. came and and this is where I realised the link with climbing because March 23rd came and a few of us that are, are, are that are reasonable climbers but aren't strong so I'm strong but I'm heavy so um, but we, we had this game we started playing called Pull Up Club which yeah. was learning to do pull ups not learning, but building up strength to do pull-ups. And I'd done a lot of work on it, uh, and there's many, many, many conflicting techniques on how to build, do your first pull-up. And the one I picked because I had an experience of it years previously mm. was not using bands, but using eccentrics or yeah. negatives. So we were starting to do that. And when tw- March 23rd came, we said, right, that's it. Two, three times a week. We're going to have a Zoom call. I'm going to do pull up club, and I just I hadn't quite appreciated, and I'm I'm not taking responsibility for this. I understand this, but when I couldn't climb, I had no motivation for doing it. Mm. And I think what's really really interesting is Rose, the person who was so keen to do it, who's such a good climber, the one that I talked about that, that yeah. does the warm ups and techniques, and is nearly five foot. Um, she stuck to it and. When we, her first time at Wolf Crag, she was doing a, doing a pull up, and she'd gone from not even being able to do like a scat shrug yeah. to to being able to do a pull up Good just just in lockdown. Yeah, you know, and and I, I instead what I did was I lost pretty much all my strength and gained a, a, far too much weight. Yeah. Um, it, and it's and I just I realized I'm inherently lazy. Um, but I hadn't quite clicked that it's the climbing that mm. keeps me going. Yeah, I've I realised you asked me a question and I started answering a different. No, question. that's that's really interesting, because I, I oh yeah. So where I, am I trying to get to? So yeah. so for me, I don't have any aspirations. Um, like I don't want to. Like the, there's a winter, the the the, the Bolden League winter. You know, I I do that, yeah. but not because I ever have any aspirations to be winning it. Yeah. Because for me, I do I do the competitions, and it's because I do a competition and I got there. The next year, I want to be there. So yeah. um, I want to be a bit. <laughs> I want to be a bit better. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and for me, my the only reason the seventy the seventy isn't really a tangible target. It's that that's where I felt 
I, if, if I was even approaching a normal weight, that's what I'd be climbing. Could be there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Like I, I, I did wonder whether you know climbing. You, you got into climbing for the fitness side, um, but no, like you, you climb because you genuinely have always enjoyed it. The Instagram is the fitness side. Yeah, well, it's the motivation. The motivation. For it's funny. I had this conversation. The, the guy Mark, who I climb with, is a fantastic climber, best climber I know personally. Um, and he and he's far more the age group that yeah. would be on Instagram, but he doesn't. He's not on Instagram. And we're having this whole conversation, and he has this view, which I'm not. I'm a hundred percent disagreeing with. Everyone on Instagram showing off. Totally right. And I'm thinking. Yes, part of definitely. I was I, if I climb something and I'm proud of it, I definitely think I want to show people. Yeah. So that's definitely showing off. But there is the the thing that I I'm fairly sure I do have. The the main driver for me is that that being held for account because mm. I I where I am now weight wise and fitness wise. No one has got me here other than me. It's the thing I've worked hardest at in my life is getting this back. <laughs> you know, we used to have this old joke when with a big belly. Um, it, it, it was when someone said it's, it's the only thing I've got that's paid for. You know, and and, and so I, I I fully know that no one's going to get me back. Yeah. To but, but but for me that that positive assertion that that yeah. where I'm telling and I'm not just telling half a dozen folk. Yeah, it's. It, I'm telling everyone, and it's right there. I think it's the first line, maybe the second line. Yeah. <coughs> and, and interestingly, it's fun when folks say, well, "So what? If we get that, what, fat old climber won't fit anymore." And I said, ah, "Do you know? I think I've seen people on Instagram that call themselves fat, mm. and I think I could be the fittest I've ever been and still be called fat." <laughs> so, um, but that's the driver. Yeah. Um, so there we go. We've got to get you some more followers now. Mm. Yeah. The more yeah. peer pressure it is. The more peer pressure, yeah. the better, yeah. So everyone, go on Instagram. It's at Fat, fat Old Climber. Fat Old Climber. Yeah. 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 Go and follow this. No no underscore. It's, it's just, it's and, and when you see, you'll see that the, the, the handle fits perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure about the climber. <laughs> fat, Brilliant. Fat old person on a wall wasn't yeah. really... Well, I'm, I'm super psyched to see like the, the rest of this year in 2021. Hopefully you get your font trip in next year um, and man I can't wait to see you hitting 7 it's no, going to happen I, mean, I'm, 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 I am confident I, I just need to I just for me it's the weight the weight loss yeah. is the thing yeah. and, but I'll get there you'll get there yeah, cool definitely. well thank you very much for sitting down with me buddy that was that awesome was uh, I, like, yeah I'm glad you noticed I put my book away and didn't ask any questions because that was a really honest and natural chat that was really good good um, so yeah hopefully you know I'll keep up with, with you and uh, keep following the Instagram and see see how you get on we might uh, catch up with you sometime in the future definitely yeah. fantastic thank you very much live from the top of a 7A live from the top of a 7A deal I'll hold you to that cool awesome what an amazing chat with Gordon. Such a nice guy. I think you'll agree with me that he's such a nice guy. Really nice perspective on what climbing is, what climbing offers him and what it can offer everybody else here. Uh, really glad I got to sit down with him, actually, and big thank you, Gordon, for, for agreeing to sit down with me for an hour. Uh, 
Although Gordon is just a boulder, I'm sure that he'd agree with me in saying that when you do get out there and you do go climbing, do your buddy checks. Thank you very much. <laughs>